During the season of giving, you might give away more than you want. Sweater for mom, video game for Jake, and my credit card for someone named Gina? More online activity can mean more exposed personal info, but LifeLock by Norton has identity theft protection all wrapped up. And if you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code LifeLock. Visit LifeLock.com today. Welcome, 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 welcome to the sidelines. It's your boy, Alan C. What it is, your boy, Ryan Wade. You know we should expect a random show today since I ain't got too many filters in here today. What it is, Al, how you doing? It's good. It was a great sports weekend for those who like boxing and uh, basketball. Mm-hmm. Especially those who like basketball. Lakers won, beat the Celtics. That's always a great weekend. The Ravens don't really beat the Steelers by much. It's still a great weekend when they win. Yeah, okay, I understand. I understand. I just, just think you know what LeBron and AD, but I mean, I understand what Jason Tatum had a 40-plus, but hey, that's life. So, uh, Kobe Bryant Memorial was the day. Um, mm. What did you take on it? How much did you watch? Um, what was your favorite moment? All right. Um, I watched a good amount of it. I had to keep cutting it off because you had me at my desk with the taking my glasses off, wiping my face mm-hmm. every five minutes. But as soon as um, Beyonce kicked it off, I missed that part. Okay. Um, I saw some of it on Twitter. But directly after Beyonce got off the stage, um, Vanessa, Kobe's wife or widow, damn, it's hard to say that at this point. Kobe's widow, Gianna's mother, um, spoke, and that's where I was like, all right, let's, let's pause this real quick and come back to this one. Yeah. Because it was just tough just to see her strength and know, like, you know, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy to have to bury your spouse and your child and not be able to fully grieve either because you're grieving one and not. Like you're grieving both, but it's like she po- she posted on her Instagram one day. She was like, "Every time I feel like it's not fair that I don't have Kobe, I get even more sad because I feel like it's not fair that I have Gianna. I don't have Gianna." <laughs> and it's it's harder in this day and age, especially if you're a celebrity or uh, a high value person, to grieve and and stay to yourself when a social media, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, self entitled world is always in your ear and it's like it's kind of hard to be res- uh, respectful for to love that you're getting and to try to grieve and help the family that you you know right. the immediate family but right right um you can just see her throughout the day just you know taking in the process and Beyonce was sitting behind her you know holding her a little bit she's Wrestling with her, her daughter, her youngest daughter, her, not her youngest daughter, I'm sorry, the second to youngest, um, BB, I can't think of her name, Bianca, sorry. Um, so she was, you know, wrestling back and forth with that. 
they didn't really show Natalia too much, too too much. Um, but the speeches itself were great. Um, Michael Jordan got a new Jordan face meme. I know that's going to be circulating, like he said, for the next three to four years. Yeah. Um, it's going to be right. That's, 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 it was genuine. It was a funny joke that lifts people's spirits who was like down and trying to stay strong. But that was the right time of a joke. Some people jokes felt like it was genuine, funny, or forced. But that one was probably the one of the best ones that helped people get through that memorial with tears and laughter. Yeah. Um, my favorite was definitely Shaq, though. Um, <laughs> he was like, ain't no I team. He was just always like, ain't me and that motherfucker, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, I mean, that's, that's Kobe. It's like, yo, say it, we down. I got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's on me. Like he, like he said, it's ain't me in it. And it's just, that's how I felt every time going into a game, we down. It's the finals or whatever, and you got Kobe on your side. It's similar to how Patriots feel when you down in the fourth quarter and you got Tom Brady on your side. Like, oh, nigga, we got this. It's just that, that feeling that you have when you, you have a Kobe and a Shaq mm-hmm. on your squad or just a Kobe and a Kobe and a Gasol. Like, you just have that fourth quarter, oh, I ain't worried about this. Oh, we were down five. It's called the Mamba for no reason. It's, it's going to strike. That's strike a distance. <laughs> I think um, another thing was uh, some of my favorite parts of the other uh, memorial was the women of the um, WNBA or um, yes. WNCA that spoke for Kobe and Gigi of their love and their passion for the Bryant family and how much they meant to them and uh, as they came up from children to, to where they are now and how they will continue their name in the future of WNBA or WNCAA for Gigi and other girls that looked up to them and looked up to Kobe. And just to hear that coming from women alone just it shows how much he meant not only to them but to all women around the world and with all the um the the gail king comments and everything else everybody who wants to bring up kobe allegations and stuff like that that's just that's just it warms my heart because it shows no matter what you try to do that the light will shine through the darkness of what of what he of what he did in his life so yeah i'm it's, it says a lot. You know, you had Diana Tarazi up there. She said she was inspired by Kobe Bryant. White Diana Tarazi is the WNBA's all-time leading scorer. Mm-hmm. All-time. And it says she was inspired by Kobe. And I feel like Kobe took the same mentality to the women's game that I take to the women's game. If you know basketball, you know basketball. There's no sex to knowing basketball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for him to work out with Candace Parker and Breonna Stewart and Diana Taurasi and have his daughter go around them. Um, I heard a story. Um, Gigi was playing WNBA, one of the past um, rookie of the year, WNBA. Mm-hmm. Um, a 6'2 guard, Gianna was like 5'6 at the time. Mm-hmm. So Gianna strapping up, trying to play defense on her, couldn't quite get it, you know. But, you know, you see that Mamba mentality. mentality. After a few tries, she stopped them and immediately crossed over and got the bucket. Like, 
it's that Mamba mentality that's just going to live on where people just feel like no matter what, I'm going I'm to make it happen, basically. And like I said, we, I can't say we were robbed because time is promised to no one. But it's, it's going to take a minute to get over not being able to see Gianna live out her full potential right. for me as a Kobe fan. So it's, it's tough that he he wanted he wanted to play he wanted all his daughters to play basketball so he can be in their lives even more than when he was, and not to say that he wasn't in their lives a hundred percent, but he wanted he started right, taking the helicopter. He wanted to be in their lives three hundred percent, like more often, like to have stories with them, to to create more stories as they got older to be grandparents, like. It's it's hard, <clears throat> and then you you hear in uh, Vanessa's voice that she's not gonna be able to see her daughter come down the aisle or to have kids and, and stuff like that, and and just to even experience the one the, the two youngest ones and the oldest one to walk see them walk down the aisle, and their father won't be there to walk down the aisle or to 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 see them you know go to college proms anything like. That's tough. That's tough it's as a tough. mother. That's a lot of heartbreak. Every year you, you dread to see those days, but you can't wait for those days at the same time. Right. That takes a lot of family support to be there and to fill some type of void. Right. So, I mean, uh, prayers out to the Bryant family and to everybody else mm-hmm. that was um, all the fans and everything. Mm-hmm. The whole Calabasas 9, the whole, mm-hmm. everyone affected by that tragedy. I mean, Crazy three, not just Gianna, but three f- future basketball players don't really get to live out their potential. Potential, you know, mothers and fathers were lost on the flight as well, other than Kobe Bryant. So my heart breaks for that family as well. It's just tragedy all around still. And I think her put on a post earlier, check on your Kobe Bryant fans because we're not all right. That's going to be a minute. Yeah. I understand. I haven't. Let me see. I mean, Kobe hurts because you know uh, the figure you watch him as a, as a young kid and playing and just seeing how how you live your life. You say the Kobe shot throw in the trash can. You, you see the championships. You, you know what type of person he was at the end of his career. It's, that's tough. Um, the Nipsey one was tough. I mean, for me, Biggie was tough. Uh, yeah, Nipsey was definitely, um, Nipsey definitely felt like the wrong club was punched on that one. Yeah. Not to go that way. You know, what was another one was tough for me. Probably uh, Junior Seahaw was tough. Um, Chris Henry was tough. Chris Henry was tough because I felt like... It's like he was finally getting it. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you heard that he was a scary next version of Randy Moss and he played mostly in the slot sometimes, it was it's crazy. Um, this, this, we can, the list can go on and on, but it's just prayers all to the recent and, and love everyone and make sure everyone's fine. We don't know uh, your timetable on this earth. And that's all I got to say about that. So let's go back in the timeline. I, you know, I opened up with Sunday, the Lakers beat the Celtics. But before then, Saturday night, Wilder, Ferry, rematch. First one was a draw. Second one, I heard somebody got their ass whooped. 
That's just what I heard. I ain't watch it. I just heard somebody got their ass whooped yeah. <laughs> in the fight. So, Deontay Wilder loses for the first time. For me, he lost for the second and maybe second and a half time because if he don't have his power punch to overseas, he probably lose one of those fights. And, um... What, what, what did you hear about the fight that you think that was, uh... Um, okay, so... I tried for all of five minutes to get the, the fight on the fire stick. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. I don't really care that much about it. <laughs> so I'm go to, I turn to ESPN and they do the little scorecard. Um, I forgot whose, I forgot whose card they was, they was watching. It might have been Atlas. Don't quote me on that, though. And first round, um, they said Fury won. Second round, they said... Um, Wilder won. Third round, before they go to commercial, they're like, hey, Wilder gets knocked down. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's that's all I heard from the fight until I woke up a couple of hours later and they're right. talking about him losing. <laughs> from the highlights and from what people were saying on the um, – shout out to the people who were streaming or watching the pay-per-view who was posting on Sideline Talk. Um, they, they said that – Posting it during a lot of time that, yeah, it was done. He just was getting outboxed, outmatched. Um, Furry was going towards him. He was a more aggressive, like he said he was, going to press conference. He was going to finish things, and, you know, ultimately he did. I mean, after he got the first knockdown, when he got hit side of the head, side of the head, you could see his legs wasn't uh, with him. Um, Humble Beast said uh, he was getting startled by jabs. And, I mean, if you're a boxing fan, you've seen it coming. Everybody's seen it coming. That's where everybody wanted to see Joshua fight Wilder because Joshua was more of a boxer. He could put things together. He had different... Um, they, they never fought? I thought he fought. No, nah, he never fought. fought. Never fought. Damn, okay. Um, and that's what everybody believed to be a, a, a good fight because with his knockout punch... And with his uh, um, Joshua's boxing style of a uh, type of a fighter, they thought that would be a great mega fight, which should have been. But with Joshua losing when he did lose and he had to go get a rematch, it kind of halted things. But at, if you could say the same thing about Furry, should have won the first fight, and be that, that being a tie. But with, or with the Ortiz fight, two of those Ortiz fights where he's losing multiple rounds and almost getting knocked out in one and almost losing to the cards in the other, if it wasn't because of his power punch, he loses those two fights. Furry fight, he lost, and then this one you see again. If if he gets boxed and out physical himself, he's not a great fighter that can go to the cards. He has to have land that one-hand punch with his power. If he doesn't land it, he will lose every time. And uh and I don't know if it was you in the group, um, in our group chat. You said that if he fights um you know misquote. All he gotta do is fight a boxer and he'll lose. Is that what That was probably somebody else. Or oh in the group chat? Yeah, in the group chat. Uh I'm not sure. I mean we didn't see it. Time and time at the end. I mean, everybody wants to make kind of 
I, I laughed at all the fa- uh, all the Wilder fans that wanted to come to this aid and back, but they had so much shit to say when Joshua had got killed and knocked out. Oh no, it was Herb. I'm sorry. It said um, he's had over 40 pro fights and he never developed as a boxer. His power is what he survives off. Skilled boxers who can handle his power will always beat him. And then my question was, but who can stand up to his power? This is his first loss. Because I'm singing names, and these ain't jump-off-the-table eye-catching names. Exactly. Like and That was my argument was, you can say he had 40 fights, and I'm not knocking. Man, I'm not knocking 40 fights. You got to get in the ring, but right. your resume speaks for itself. If I can say you, you beat on 39 homeless people, and you had to fight three real motherfuckers, then what's your, what's your resume? If you're fighting people that looks out of shape or don't look like they should be in the ring with you at all mm. or don't really have the power to match with you or boxing skills to match with you, then, uh, do you do I, can I can really uh, put you in a category as one of the best heavyweights of all time? I done seen uh, some of the best heavyweights go against great heavyweights. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of a knot of a knock to him. That's kind of a knock to the whole division as itself. You see Joshua and the guy who beat Joshua, then you say Wilder and you say Ferry. Other than that, it gets nigga who? Who 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 we saying? We gotta go back to the, the lightweights, the middleweights, the cruiserweights to have a, a real conversation and most of the conversations in the one thirty five pound range. I mean, to me, besides Floyd and Sugar Ray Leonard as a casual boxing fan, mm-hmm. not too many of the, the flyweights or the the lower, or say the lower grade, lower weight fighters is going to interest me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Sugar Shane Mosley. He, I heard, you know, he's great. But have I really seen enough of his fights to really say? For me personally, mm-hmm. like I don't, Sugar Shane was never really a draw for me. Um, Floyd Mayweather, wrong or right, he was a draw, but more so, I wanted to see if anybody could beat him. Mm-hmm. Not only can they could they beat him, can anybody put hands on Floyd Mayweather? That was the problem. Because that was the thing. Like, I'm not a Floyd fan, but you two inches away from this nigga and you can't hit him. Mm-hmm. That's impressive to me. I'm sorry. Right. And watching the the boring Pacquiao fight. Pacquiao throwing combination at the combination, and he's just shaking it off like, nope. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not hitting him at all with all these shots the <laughs> that you didn't drop the, niggas with. The Canelo fight where he's young and he's uh, the uprising star that you think he was going to find a way to get to uh, Mayweather made him look stupid as well. Yeah, he's like, younger he than what he was in now. But I feel like yeah, he- your bo- boxing does better when you have a heavyweight that I could – and I'm not saying that. Pause in advance, stand behind. <laughs> I'm not saying that Wilder can't come back and have a, a somewhat good career after this. But if you don't fear the man, and if you feel like you can withstand his power and move around and have a good boxing corner, then you can beat him. This sounds like the Mike Tyson argument, though. Be- but people said this after I- Mike Tyson lost a couple fights. Like, after he lost the event to Holyfield, before, niggas said before, that. Tyson's first trainer, before he died, he was damn damn beat him. He was focused. He, he, he went with a goal, and he was damn damn beat him. When he started 
straying from that, if he started messing with drugs and women, it, it kind of went to his head, and it, he never really recovered that. It wasn't the real same Tyson. Granted, <laughs> the same aggressive, but you just had boxes that can, you wasn't going to get near you. Because once think, he fought Evander Holyfield the first time, mm-hmm. everybody was like, if you're not afraid of him, which Evander Holyfield ain't fair, not one man that walked across from him in that ring. He had the heart of a champion. But once you're not afraid of him, Mike Tyson, you know, not going to beat you. Right. He's almost like Freddy Krueger. If, he can't, if you're not afraid of him, he can't hurt you. And uh, <laughs> to answer um, Herb's uh, um, comment on, on the group chat, mm-hmm. then to... to to go with with that statement of him having forty fights and he never changed, people crucifying his corner. After a while, you can't pretty much blame the corner. After a while, that's, that's I feel like you blame you should blame the, yeah. the fighter. Right, that's arrogance. After a while, you feel like you untouchable. After, after forty point. fights, and I'm not getting better. I'm getting worse. But he he <laughs> felt like no matter what, he can withstand it all and be one of the greatest of all time just off his power punch. I hate to call heart back to Kobe. I hate to heart back to Kobe. But when he said, I don't have an issue with people not being great. If I got to play with people that's not great, okay, you're not great. I have an issue with people who say that they're great and don't work towards being great. If you have 40 fights and you're staying the same every fight and not getting better, you're getting worse. Exactly. That's always been my thought. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. I don't care if you're staying the same because everybody else around you is getting better. It's like when you watch Wilder, uh, Wilder, and I was always called a hater for this shit, but when you watch uh, Wilder fight, it's like a big burly female throwing dumb haymakers, landing a couple, and then just using your brute strength. Hmm. Now, you won that way. You got a belt. But are you really great? And But you realize everybody knocked Joshua or Furry they had more belts than this dude with less wins. So you stand the same with the same belt. Are you really, do you really want competition? Do you really, are you really reaching out and trying to find and get all the, if you're the best, then you should, you should have everything. You should be the best. You should get everything. You should unify everything. I mean, that's my comment on it, but <clears throat> I think at the end of the day, Wilder is, is he's going to have to develop some boxing skills. It's going to take him some minute, and without that power punch, he's not even a champion. So. That's tough. I mean, I don't, I don't like people writing Wilder off after one fight, especially if you were telling me that Wilder is so good. Not saying that you ever said that, but I've heard people that said Wilder was great. Wilder's a power. Power shot, a power bomber. They was even talking about this man being able to beat Mike, Mike Tyson. But I, but I said, of course, you can have that power punch. But I, I felt like I disagreed with people that say he was great. I said, what makes him great? Right, the power punch. Right, not you. I'm just right. saying, people. I've seen people write off Wilder after one loss mm-hmm. when you were just telling me that he could beat Mike Tyson. Like, don't write this man off of one loss. If if you if you believe in his power, his abilities that great that strongly, mm-hmm. that he could beat one of the best. And then don't wave off of that just because he lost to somebody. And I and it, and it goes for the Wilder fans who wrote off Joshua because he he took an L. 
you, he he took an L because somebody wasn't scared of him, got into the middle of be physical with him and knocked his ass out. Hmm. The same thing. While the fans, you got to take that L. You, you felt like he was untouchable. He got touched. He lost. Just take the L. He trying to make excuses, which sound real feminine, but take an L. That is what it is. Hmm. So, on to the next. <clears throat> um, so, Scouting Combine is this weekend, Thursday through, is it through Sunday? I feel like there's more time than that. It's Thursday through Sunday. I mean, Thursday ain't really too much of anything, though, right? I don't know. I didn't even look at the schedule. <laughs> I just know they, I know they start doing some workouts. Yeah. And I'm going to be petty. Thank God. John Harbaugh is not going to be at the scouting combine. Keep his ass far away from Eric Draft as possible. I mean, that's all I got to say about that shit. How do you feel about Wink getting a three-year extension, making him one of the highest-paid coordinators? I feel like Wink did a good enough job with what he had working and to switch in the middle of the year to being good. Um, with the defense that we filled it because we tried to money ball and go with Peanut and uh, Kenny Young. And after a month, niggas was like, no, Kenny Young, you're out of scratch. So we can figure out some way to throw your ass because you're not playing. And Peanut got replaced by somebody that was in his couch in September. So you <laughs> see how that go. Um, so for what he had on defense to make that that pivot from that bad September where we was giving up 300 to 400 yards a game to a dominant rush of the year, it's worth it. And I had a number one defense the previous year, it's worth it. And they also did a deal for Greg Roman. And my thought process as the, the resident John Harbaugh hater, Good job. Now we can cover his ass for a couple more years. <laughs> um, so, uh, stay on the Ravens. Um, there's reports about uh, Hayden Hurst might be trade bait for two teams like the Patriots and Jacksonville Jaguars. Listen how when you, I tell you. How do you Live. Feel about that? Listen. <laughs> Listen. If we let Hayden Hurst walk away, I don't care if it's next year after his rookie deal is out. I don't care if we trade him for a draft pick. This ain't the draft to do it because there is no impact tight ends in this draft. And you're trying to go out there with Mark Andrews and Nick Boyle? Nick, please. What picks will make you okay with? (laughs) None of them. None of them. None of them. You need more than one tight end. I need Coach Tay here. Because he's been like, all right, now if the niggas give me two one, <laughs> a trade back, and a foul, we good. I don't. You need more than one tight end. Nick Boyle is a fullback. He's not a tight end. Stop calling a nigga tight end. He's a fullback. Just He's a fullback that plays on the line. He's Patrick Ricard on the line. That's what he does. He's a fullback. He's if, not a tight end. What if Jackson will give trade players and two draft picks? So they give you Campbell and two draft picks. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need Campbell, a prime Mercedes Lewis, 
and two picks. Find your find your your uh your time back your, your time machine, and get Mercedes Lewis that just came out the draft. Get that nigga from UCLA. Put him on the Ravens, and then we then we talking business. I'm sorry, I can't trade a twenty what twenty five twenty six year old tight end. For a 34-year-old defensive tackle, one of the defensive tackle that I want is 27, Chris Jones. Like, come on. But you trade that, you you show up, you're, you're starting to show up your defensive line with that with that trade, and you can get death in your offensive line, which showed to be getting bullied in certain primetime games in the, in the interior. All I'm going to say is Mark Andrews and that young-ass ankle go out for a game. <laughs> Nick Bull is your tight end? Nigga. But even but, but but then look at that case. When you see Mark Andrews who's been out, been injured, playing some games, you still see Hayden Hurst don't get the touches or the looks that he needs to get. That's not Hayden is Hurst's that, fault. Is that, is that <laughs> Lamar's fault or is that the it's, offensive coordinator's fault? All I'm gonna say is it's not Hayden Hurst's fault. I don't care who you want to blame it. You can you can split the pie three ways. John, offensive coordinator, Lamar. Split the pie evenly three ways. It is not Hayden Hurst's fault. I don't see how you can have... Because he's like, yelling at niggas, yo, get me the ball. I don't see how you can have the two uh, uprising tight ends that can be great in the league in the future and make their own name and, and you not have a a package or some type of... Um, well, just uses for both of them equally to be an X factor. You, you, I mean, you had over 3,000 and some yards rushing. I mean, you probably shouldn't even made that mark if you use Hayden Hurst wisely. Hayden Hurst, Justice Hill out the backfield, just get creative. Who the, who is sticking with hate with Justice Hill on a, on a uh, angle route? I don't know too many linebackers that well. And what that do? That pull up your safeties. That's the last thing you want to do with Hollywood Brown on the field is pull up safeties. Like or Hayden Hurst because Hayden Hurst can outrun your linebackers too. Right. <laughs> you pull up your safeties and you got to play hate. Come on, just. Be creative with this offense. We got too many weapons to be sitting here. No, we're going to get rid of this one. We're going to go one dimensional with Mark Andrews and Mark Andrews is it. And we'll use Nick Ball to block and occasionally catch five passes a year. No, nigga, keep hating Hurst. That is the guy. Where, uh, if you can go back to the playoff game where Nick Boyle was getting some of the looks, I was like, nigga, you should be back there blocking. Or you shouldn't be on the field. Like, Come on now. It's time for the young. I need the Ravens to start putting faith and developing some of these young receivers. Are you moving Jaleel Scott to tight end? Like, that's the only thing that I can kind of sort of think of. Like, Mark, is Boykin going to play your tight end? Like, I don't understand moving. What makes you great is having two tight ends that nobody can stick with one-on-one and a speed wide receiver coming from the slot that nobody can stick with one-on-one. You know, in my opinion, you know what I, I don't like about the Ravens and as a John Harbaugh? If you don't want to put effort in the special teams, you ain't going to see that motherfucker field if you're a receiver. And I think that probably... Are they receivers or are they score. special teamers? Huh? So are they receivers or are they special teamers? Like what well, the look, f- look how much promise we even want Chris Moore to actually get the rock sometimes. Yeah, he done fucked up here and there, but nigga cold. He cold. True. So... Did he really get a fair shot in, in the Ravens, the organization? I don't think so. Exactly. But he got to be on special teams the whole time. If Jaleel Scott probably played special teams, 
And, and you ain't gonna have no choice. Your little Scott gonna be the new Chris Moore. Chris Moore's gone. I'm saying, if he don't, <laughs> then what is he gonna do? He gonna fuck around be on practice squad. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And that means you're gonna have to keep what he sneed, and then you're gonna try to keep the dude, uh, Seth. Seth Roberts. No. You take Seth Roberts, like, yeah, you get another year, you get some more. Nigga, trade Seth Roberts and Willie Sneed. Trade both of them before you start tinkering around with, <laughs> with Hayden Hurst. Like, what? I don't understand. I'm I'm a fan. I am. I swear I am. But people act like fans got to agree with everything that niggas do, and that ain't ever been my style. I'm not. I'm not a robot. <laughs> so all right, going into the combine, starting this weekend or just starting Thursday into the weekend, who is it? Somebody that we should be looking for? Um. My. Favorite interior tackle. I'm sorry, interior offensive lineman. Okay, interior tackle. Um, my favorite interior lineman is Tyler. I call him badass. I don't know how to put, how to pronounce his full name. It's Tyler Beard Beardass or something. Tyler Badass. Yo, you you and Taylor y'all murdering names, bro. Tyler Badass. At least I call niggas, um, I call dudes African yos or like I give them that geo like just geo where they from area. But how black and white they are. Well, I guess I mean he's a center to play for Wisconsin. Like most of them niggas is white. Just call him Russian yo. Something just call him something different. To is he Russian? Right. Tyler Tyler B. Tyler B. Tyler B. Okay. Um, interior lineman plays center, plays from guard, pull, dude. It's tough. Um, I like Adrian to be a mid-round pick. That's going to be a sleeper. Um, I believe his name is Terrence Adrian. Um, shout out to Agent Nicole Lynn for um, Cash Money. Cash Money Sports, I think it is. Um, first black woman to represent a first-round pick or top three pick. Last year she had um Quentin Williams. This year she has Adrian, she has Jayla Hurts. So she doing she she building her portfolio up. I always I like to little, see the sisters win. The little uh highlight they gave her. They didn't give her too much. It was like what? Like five minute introduction for her on NFL network or something like that. Oh really? I, I missed that. <clears throat> but I think the person I wanna see or just to uh see what's gonna what's gonna happen is Chase Young. Since he already said he's not doing no drills. Yeah. So I want to know if he's that confident that, you're like, yeah, you're going to get picked one or two. Or is does he feel, is he, do he need to be rested? Is he something hurt? He don't want to hurt his chances? Or is he waiting for his pro day? <coughs> what are they going to say to him in the interview process? Hmm. Um, you know, certain people don't like that type of arrogance. Not with my yeah. skin color, but, you know. Yeah. I want to say, Nick, did Nick Bosa... Do you anything in the combine? I can't remember. Uh, I'm not sure. Cause I know he set out the rest of the year. Chase Young even actually came back. He yeah. set out the rest of the year. Yeah. And that's one of the but, reasons why I respected Chase Young more than I ever, ever respected Bosa. Because I don't remember doing, him doing any much of the combine if he did. And he definitely quit after like three games. Like, you know what? I didn't got three sacks against Stanford. I'm good. <clears throat> I'm going to leave. See y'all later. Hey, uh, Jaden Hurst is going to be there, right? 
invited. Yes, I believe he was invited. I want to see him. I want to see his combo. I want to see his workout, everything. Because I'm a fan of more than uh, ever of the underdog story. Yeah. Uh, people have already written him off. They don't even really want him in a draft, to tell you the truth. And, um, yeah, I hope he uh, has a good showing, even in pro day, and get somewhere drafted like second or third round. I've been watching a lot of Jordan Love, Utah State. Tell me about his game. His junior year wasn't too impressive. His sophomore year, when they had an actual team around him, dude is accurate, poised in the pocket, can move. Like, he fits what the game is going into. He's not – he's more Dak Prescott – more, uh, mobility than Lamar Jackson mobility, okay. but he's like a big six three, stocky quarterback that can that can move, mm-hmm. and you know everybody talk about your tours, your uh, Burrows, your um, Herbert. Jordan Love is that fourth quarterback that's coming off the board, and I swear to God, I hope he's at the Packers instead of New England because. Joe Belichick get his hands on a quarterback with that type of skill and addressed Bill getting three more rings but and if, Tom Brady out the door. If, <laughs> but look at the draft, though. If if he falls and you still having Tom Brady at that time, why not take him? You all, you, oh, the Patriots would take him. Right. Patriots would definitely take him and say, Tom, man, fuck him. <laughs> He'd definitely take him. I got my quarterback of the future. But even if they don't have Tom, they have him, like, the future is bright, always. I mean, you, you what, two games away from the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And yet, your team wasn't that great. You was missing pieces. You didn't have the offense that you wanted all year round, but you still found a way. You pretty much damn near was a game away of, of having a bye. Right. So With that defense, you still have uh, um, a window because your whole, everybody in your division have younger young quarterbacks and getting a younger quarterback. Yeah. So that with that defense, you still have some time to get your quarterback right because every quarterback in your division is young or going to be a rookie next year. The Jets don't know what they want to do with their organization. You don't know if Robbie Anderson is going to stay there. You don't know if they're going to actually trade Le'Veon Bell. You don't know uh, C.J. Mosley health-wise. He just like he just with the 10-man as soon as he got there. Um, mm-hmm. Sam Donald, you got to – understand his health. They don't have an offensive line to pretty much run or pass mm-hmm. the damn ball. All right. Um just a lot of holes. Um Miami's they got the draft picks to, to start to rebuild it and start a foundation mm-hmm. to see but hopefully they can keep the coach there to see where it goes and not run him out there after the second year. Um and the Buffalo Bills. They got a solid defense but they Lost the captain of the defense. Um, Still very young. They're Uh, they're young. Tredavious White is one of the best corners in the league, if not the best corner. So if you were to, if you would have had to pick, um, I just just jump rope right there now. They have in the mock draft. They have uh, Buffalo getting the offensive lineman. Would you trade? Would you get an offensive lineman, or would you? What pick is that? Twenty second. They got a twenty second pick. Would you go offensive lineman or would you go receiver or um, Buffalo? I'll go receiver. Defensive. If any of the top three are there, um, Judy, 
Lamb or um even if Ruggs is there. If oh, if that's the three. And it, well Ruggs was already taken by Philly in his mock draft. And then you had uh let me see. Jer- uh Judy's gone, Lamb's gone by this time. Mm, yeah, I go Lamb in there. <laughs> um and then they took uh, uh Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. Um you got the receiver from Arizona State, Brandon T. Higgins, he's still there. Lions took him in the mock draft. That's second round though, right? No, this is first round. Hmm. So you, I mean, T. Higgins. For Buffalo. Were, they they still have Zay Jones, or did they, they trade Zay? I thought they traded him. Okay. I was say, T. Higgins will per- work off perfectly with, with Zay. Um, um, but T. T. Higgins is a good outside receiver for them mm-hmm. if um, Allen get the ball to him. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, he is Raiders. Damn it. But, yeah, um, so let's go back to uh, the draft. Well, right now we had the seventh pick with the Carolina Panthers. So Carolina you, didn't, Panthers. you didn't trade it back like four teams by now. Carolina Panthers is definitely going lineman. Lineman, offensive lineman or offensive lineman? Offensive For me. So that means you trust in that Cam Newton's going to stay there, get extension and all that? You're hoping that Cam Newton can give you at least a year. Okay. John Brown and Higgins are solid. Yeah, it is. John Brown and T. Higgins is, is solid. It's a solid uh, duo for the Herbs head. But uh, you said Cam Newton's going to stay. You, you hope that Cam Newton can give you at least one year to see what he has. Mm-hmm. And who you don't want to put – you're going to need a quarterback sooner than later, but you don't want to put a quarterback in the same situation that you had Cam in for his first, what, 12 years? Where he had no line, he's getting smacked, and all them hits added up because he was a big quarterback and they blow no whistles. Motherfucker, he wasn't sliding either, though. He wasn't sliding. He definitely <laughs> he wasn't. wasn't. Out the way. But when he was in the pocket, yo got. He wasn't catching them Brady calls. I say it that way. I, that's how I can tell how naive the Panthers and the Coast organization was when they'll say, "Okay, uh, Peyton Manning needs neck surgery." Still ain't getting no offensive lineman. All right, Luck, you throwing in there. He didn't need shoulder surgeries. Can't feel his hand. Can't even hold himself to take a piss. All right, uh, no offensive lineman. Okay, let's get some more quarterbacks out there. Okay, now we get some offensive linemen. Right. Your quarterback dead now. Right. <laughs> and you got offensive lineman. You got same, no quarterback. Same thing with uh, Carolina. You you don't have an offensive lineman to save your life since he's been Cam Newton been drafted. And how do you repay him? Even though you went to the Super Bowl yet, yeah. yeah you get Michael Orr, false star king. <laughs> okay. Blindside. Disrespectful. <laughs> right. So. Yo, niggas swore me up and down that year. Michael Michael Orr was making a difference on the Ooh. on the Panthers. Ooh, he wasn't making no damn. I'm difference. like, what? Like the same Michael Orr? What? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you see, yeah. offensive. So line. I see offensive line. Um, I don't think I put Tristan Works anywhere. Some. I think I took. I don't think. I think the only offensive lineman I put somewhere was Andrew Thomas. So I'm going to go Tristan Wirfs there. Um, offensive tackle from Iowa. Don't quote me. I think it's Iowa. 
I'm gonna go. I, I think you you lost your identity, your heart and soul on defense, and you, even though you're getting young, you're still kind of old on defensive line in certain areas. It's, it's most likely that you're gonna lose McCoy unless he wanted to stay there for another year. Who knows? I probably doubted that experiment would uh, go right with the new coaching staff and anything else. So um, the mock draft had the mock draft has Carolina getting Derek Brown from Auburn. Hmm. Um, let me give you let me give you three different picks. Mm-hmm. Let me give you three different picks. I think three different people will work out perfectly here for Carolina. First one was Tristan Wirfs to get your offensive line. The second person I was thinking of is who you just said. Derek Brown. The third person is Isaiah Simmons, linebacker for Clemson. Ooh, you took mine. I was thinking Isaiah Simmons because he can play linebacker. He can play safety. He can play whatever the hell he want to play. Right. I mean, you just lost Keekly. So, I mean, that's, that's a perfect feeling right there for you, for your cornerstone, for your defense. Um. You can't go wrong with uh, Kinlaw right there at that spot. No, you can't. If, I you, think, if he's I think available. Brown may be the better interior lineman, but I got to look at it. Yeah, but you can put Kinlaw in the interior and, and move him around. He can play the 3-4. He can play the 4-3. He can stand up at the defensive end. He can do whatever you need him to do. He, he has a motor, but he will get moved. Yeah. He will get moved. Um it depends on how he beats the double team. That it's almost like a, a freakish Aaron Donald, where sometimes he just beats you across the face. Time, um, especially on zone runs, mm-hmm. especially on zone runs. But Derek Brown, he got the leverage. It, it's almost scary because he, it's like he's uh, he has the leverage of uh, Kelly Gregg. He's mm-hmm. always under you, right. no matter what. His face mask is always at your chest level. And and that's one thing that I, I, I like about Derrick Brown, his leverage, consistently to push the pocket to to reset the line of scrimmage. So um yeah, that's one of my things about um Carolina. So we we made a draft pick. So what do you think about that future in that division? I know you uh, Drew Brees is coming back and uh Tampa Bay doesn't look like they don't know what they want to do at quarterback at this moment. And uh, what's, what's up? Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, shit. I know you ain't going to talk about Atlanta. <laughs> um, I think that division is wide open. If not now, or the next year or two, that division is wide open. Drew Brees got one season in them. Maybe. Maybe eight games. And I hate to I hate to discredit my my favorite quarterback, but I think he got about eight games left in him. So, do you think letting so, uh, Mark Ingram go hurt them in the playoffs? Definitely. Okay. Do you think that hurt? Um, the other running back, Kamara. Yeah. Do you think that hurt his? I think flow it, at that point. I think with Kamara. Having a running back in your division do what you do better than you hurt. I feel like that hurt his pride. And then the the, the running backs that got paid, Gurley, um, over here, Dallas, Z, them not really 
living up to their contracts thus far. I feel like that hurt Gurley as well. I mean, not Gurley, excuse me. Um, See? Kamara. Kamara. Because he coming up to get his his payday. Yeah. McCaffrey coming up to get his payday. So you I feel would, like. You would think McCaffrey going to get a, a bigger payday because he has more touches. Yeah, but it was it was arguable, especially with Kamara running offensive rookie of the year, that Kamara could do what McCaffrey could do. And the only reason he has more touches is because McCaffrey is actually the sole back, mm-hmm. where Kamara was sharing carries with Ingram. Right. And now when you see he had to carry the whole thing, and when Drew Brees went out, his shit was, was terrible. Nah. It, it really hurt Kamara and when you look at it at that light. So it hurts him moving forward. I feel like he has to have a bounce back year. And I don't see, other than the wide receiver being offensive player of the year, I don't see him having a great or a better comeback year than a regular McCaffrey year. Okay. So, honestly, moving forward in that division, I feel like Carolina – depending on what Tampa Bay do with quarterback, is in a, a prime position to move to the top of that division. I mean, it's been dominated by the Saints for the last three years. What do you think? Do you think uh, Sean Payton is holding him back in, in key back. times at the game? McCaffrey? No, I mean, not no, McCaffrey. No. Kamara? The team. Not not one player. The team. No. You don't think so? Mm-hmm. So, you don't think at times... They have prime position to win every game. They haven't been blown out in Lord knows how long. They're in position to win every single game. But there's times where we <laughs> didn't question Sean Payton's coaching tactic and certain games like Philly, uh, the Rams. Like, if you just keep He beat Philly. Huh? He beat Philly. No, I'm saying... It was close, though. That game was close. Like, Sean... It's, it's been times with games where Sean Payton has always been like... He feel like he's a, above where he you know how he coaches, and he start he start to mm. he start to be like he's at the uh, Shanahan level to me right now, especially these past three nah. years. One that's disrespectful. That's completely disrespectful, and I like Shanahan, but that's disrespectful. He's Super Bowl winning head coach. I think that Super Bowl went to was it. He's Super Bowl winning head coach, and if you want to talk about Philly. Philly has another Super Bowl winning head coach that's a great coach. It's another top five coach to me. So you splitting Adams. I think Sean Payton is a is a top five head coach. I think Doug P is a top five head coach. So it's it's really splitting Adams. They can win and lose. That's why I feel like Tomlin and Harbaugh, if one is six, the other one can't be no more than five or seven. Pick you take your pick. If one is six, one is five or or seven. That they, close. they both get critics because <laughs> one doesn't coach his team and the other can't coach a fucking secondary to save his life and that's that's his team. That's his that's what he came to league for, is the secondary his defense. And he has never been a strong suit since Palomaru's been not in the damn game. Right, but what I'm saying is they're that close. So it's splitting hairs. You can't say, oh, Tomlin out coach Harbaugh or Harbaugh out coach Tomlin. Like they're literally the same fucking coach. One's white, one's black. <laughs> it's literally the same guy to me. I'm just saying, I, I see. They, I've seen both of them take turns losing games. I've seen both of them make amazing calls to win a game. 
So to me, they're the same head coach. And that's how I feel with Doug P and um, and Sean Payton. I feel like they're you can't say one out coach the other. I feel like they're both top five coaches. If one is two, the other one is three, or one is three or two or four. It just depends on where you pick them. It seems like uh, Sean Payton can't get past the Vikings these days. I mean, if you ain't gonna call a push off, what the hell is he gonna need? He was like, "Mess in this fucking game." That's what they said. Remember what, what you, they said? If you ain't gonna call it push off, but you gonna call it on on Kittle? Hey, they two you know weeks. What? That was your fault. That, that wasn't was my fault. fault. Yeah, it was because you you didn't talk so much shit about prime time cousins. <laughs> they was like, you know what? We are gonna get this to the cousins right here, right now. They been on a Sunday at one o'clock. That's the only time they <laughs> can play well. <laughs> he played okay. Hey? <laughs> um, yeah, if you're not going to call that push-off, I mean. They should have called it. They called and, it the Super Bowl. Right, and Danielle is just one of the most underrated pass rushers in the league. I mean, he in the same division with with uh, the boy you said was overrated. Who? Cool. Came over from the Raiders. Khalil Mack. He in the same division with Khalil Mack, and he's outshined Khalil Mack since Khalil Mack's been there. Look, <laughs> the whole league been outshining Khalil Mack no matter what the fuck team he's been on. It's just the fact that everybody likes Khalil Mack with his regular standard stats. If Khalil Mack had the uh, – put like this. If Khalil Mack had the numbers of Chandler Jones or Shaq Barrett, I guarantee you he'd have been in the MVP's, MVP race this year. I them dead serious. If he had nineteen and a half, and they wanted him to break the record, he would have he would have been in the MVP race. Mm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had any shopping to stop it? Um, shit, I had one. Let me get off Facebook. That's fucking me. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's more for her. There's a basketball shop to stop it. Oh, yeah. You know, we don't, we don't do no basketball shop to stop it. <laughs> her being here. Shout out to Giannis. Oh, shit. Um, damn. Football shop to stop it. No, I don't know. Baseball? Houston? Shop or stop? Houston. The Astros or the Rockets? You know I ain't talking about basketball. Uh, I ain't talking about baseball. <laughs> oh, no baseball. No, he ain't got no football. He actually had no basketball shop or stop. What the hell happened with... Um... Oh, the CBA. That's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, it seemed like the uh, the players are not going to be willing to just be yay on that decision. But should that if you no, because you kind of already agreed to a contract, but your contract was for sixteen games, not seventeen. Right. Should you get to redo your your contract? Because if the money's going up, your contract should go up. Uh, 
you're supposed to get paid a certain amount more for playoff games now. But mm-hmm. um, William McGinnis brought up a, a, a nice idea. He would like the players to actually fight for health care in a, in a better format. He was saying that if you are a 10-year vet, you should get health care for life. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, if you get, truthfully, if, I think if you like a three to five year vet, you should get health care for life. Because not only are you bringing on NFL wear and tear, but you're still bringing on high school and college wear and tear. If you make it to that level, you should earn some type of respect of health care yeah. at least. Because yeah. one hit can damage your life forever. I would say five. I mean, get out that rookie deal. Once you have rookie deal is passed in. Yeah. Instead of just hopping in the league and just getting a paycheck for being a bust. Nah. I mean, you should, I, I just believe you, healthcare is because you got some of them players that end up messing their life up, drug happy or whatever, mm-hmm. lead to something else, and they, they, they desperately need help mentally. Yeah. Dead to the painkillers. Yeah. Should definitely legalize marijuana. I mean, the turnover rate for retirement is, is getting up there. So I believe at that 10-year state, you definitely need a lifetime of of mental and physical health care. Definitely mental. I think, see, I'm, I'm more right. I'm an advocate for health care after, you know, working in, in um, a health care clinic for three years prior to what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm an advocate for health care. I just think it should happen like I said, after that first rookie deal, so about after five years, you should get it. Set of ten, um, and definitely mental. I feel like mental checkups should be mandatory. Period. Right. I mean, but look, look at uh, if you can randomly do a drug test, you can manually do a man, a mental checkup and just make sure that your team, your league is doing is being healthy. Right. I mean, and this is ways to help out with you. Put an assurance on on yourself in college, but look at Lattimore. Get drafted by San Fran, but never really the same. Mm. Never really got on the field to really prove his. He was destroyed his last year of uh, South Carolina. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you can look at it right there. You you make it to the NFL. So at least you can have the health care, something to take care of you. Yeah. Because you got a lot of these guys that's like Booby Miles. Oh, Lewis play football. Oh, Lewis play football. Well, niggas play football all their life, and some of them who don't go to class and don't go to school and learn something from themselves, what they going to learn? What they going to get? Mm-hmm. At least you can give them health care so they can figure out their life. Mm-hmm. But that's just, my, that's just my point of view. It's a dangerous sport. It's a collision sport. And after a while, your body ain't going to walk the same after you retire, after you walk away from the game. I forgot to say, what do hockey players get? What is in there for hockey players? But most of them, I was say, most of them are Canadian anyway. Canadians have free health care. <laughs> so, in Canada and Russia, you have free health care. So, it's not really a lot of Americans in that sport. Um, How, do you understand any playoff system? Yeah, for for the NFL. Explain that to The me. number one seed gets of the bye. conference gets, gets to buy. Okay. Two play eight, three play seven, four play five. No, four play six. Hold on. 
two plate eight, three plate seven. When do that buy team play? After that first week. But it's an odd team somewhere. That's what I'm asking. Hold on. It's an odd team somewhere. <laughs> do you have two buys? Do you have two weeks of buys? You can't. It's an odd week. Who? What team is? If you got. If you have eight teams in it. Two, no, got, it's seven teams that make it. I'm sorry. It's not eight. It's seven that make it. Okay. So two play seven, three play six, four play five. After that. Two play seven, three so play six, four play five. Right. So it's, it's the seventh team that gets in. I think that's a waste of time. I get it. That's more money. That's more revenue for for the owners and certain more money. But that's more wear and tear on your body, and that's more waste of time. You know who the best teams are. You are gonna have your little wild card, uh, hot team that gets in it. Do we really need to see uh, a weak team like? Uh, I mean, the seventh team this year would have been the Steelers. The Steelers and, and the Cowboys. Right. No, the Rams. The Rams. Whoever. No. Do, 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 do we really matter? I feel like Packers and Rams would have been a close game. I don't. Chiefs and Steelers. That should have been over by first quarter. <laughs> See? But, no, I feel like 16 games, What makes what makes football, to me, better than basketball, is there's always a sense of urgency. You have th- you have four months to get this correct. You don't have back-to-back games. You don't have, you know, maybe I can rest this day and then we'll play, you know, later. Like, you can't pretty much lose four times. You lose four times, you're in jeopardy of missing the playoffs. So it's more of an urgency. Every game counts. Every quarter counts. And you get in the playoffs, it's one and done. It ain't, I'm going to play this team for seven games a month, a week and a half. No, I got one game to get this correct or else I'm going home. I would have rather them scrap the the 17 games. I would rather, if you're going to make it anything, add the playoff game. Then. Yeah, I would add the playoff game get rid of Pro Bowl. Until you can figure out something else. Yeah. The Pro Bowl team should just be a fan vote, coach vote, player vote of the best players and just have it like an all-pro team Mm -hmm. where this team is not playing this team. It's just here your Pro Bowlers of the AFC, here your Pro Bowlers of the NFC, and it's just a list. It's not a game versus each other because no one watches the Pro Bowl. And shit, after this year, and finding out Kobe died in the Pro Bowl, I'm not watching another one. Fuck it. You got to tell, tell me some news, something else. I'm not getting it from the Pro Bowl no more. If they do something different, like Ed, like, like say, like, you know how we played Madden back in the day and they had the drills, so you had the best lineman, offensive lineman going against the best defensive lineman or whatever, and that was a tournament right there. You had the best interior guys. Versus the D tackles, left tackles, right tackles, go against the DNs and pass rushes. So like a skill had, challenge. Yeah, then you had your seven oh sevens. And sometimes you had to have a go route where the best going the best. The best corner go against the best receiver. You see them talking shit, you see them 
actually doing like you know something like that. I would I would rather watch that something that that you know is competitive, and you have something to fight for like a charity money event or something. Or I'm the best receiver, most valuable receiver at the Pro Bowl league. Because right now the, the the way you got it, it's, it's I mean sorry. yeah, Pro Bowl is XFL is better than the Pro Bowl by far. And to me, I don't like gimmicky football. That's what makes the Pro Bowl not watchable to me because they're not tackling. They're not playing football how football is normally should be played. And same thing, well, well, Herb would disagree, but same thing with basketball for the past lot of years. I don't want to watch somebody just lay it up or dunk all the time in the, in the All-Star game. All right, first quarter, all right, cool. They, they All-Stars, let's see what they do. Yeah. But by the third quarter, this game should be how it was this year, where everyone straps up. Yeah. And I'm the best, you're the best. Let's play it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just got to figure out the substitution in the fourth quarter. Uh, that was horrible. <laughs> they got to figure that out. Jimmy should have been on the court. I don't give what nobody say. Jimmy should have been on the court strapping up somebody better than that, than Lowry. Yeah. They gave Lowry too much love in that All-Star game. Lowry <laughs> flopping and shit yeah. all over the field. Like, no. He was like, hell! <laughs> he was like, yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah, so they got to figure out how to. That's the only drawback, and that's splitting hairs and being petty of the championship this year. Homework. I'm gonna put it in the group just in case. Uh, Herb not not listening. Family not feeling too well. Um, it was one year. Well, it was a couple years. NHL All Star Game. They did it as a tournament by the divisions. Whereas you have an Eastern Conference, you have a Western Conference. The Western Conference is broken into Pacific, Central, and whatever else. If the NBA did that, could anybody fuck with the Pacific when they healthy? Because on the Pacific, my top five in the Pacific is a healthy Splash Brothers, Kawhi, LeBron, AD. Even if you do something like that, like you have it split up in divisions, but you have a, a three on three or four on four. What? You telling me people ain't going to watch that, but you know you got to strap up? Yeah. Like I said, that's, to me, I feel like that could be part of the week. Like they did it, how NFL, NHL did it, as it was broke up over the three days of the weekend. Right. So Friday, they had a little celebrity, whatever, but that was the first round of the NFL, the NHL All-Star game as well. And your Saturday, you have your trick shot. So let's put it in the basketball, your three-point, your dunk contest. still happens on Saturday. Right. But that's the second round of the tournament. Right. And then Sunday is the final two rounds or final round of this tournament. <laughs> I, I think you could break that up into a tournament and it would be really, really good. But I don't think anybody fucking with Pacific, though. <laughs> Splash Brothers, Kawhi, LeBron, AD. I don't think you find a five anywhere better than that five. That's, it, it will bring in the competition because when you got you saying that, you don't think nobody can mess with that team. They'll be like, oh, yeah? All right, we're going to track them up. Let's see what, let's see what happens. And it'd, be good for, it'd be good for TV. Yeah, just have it. The All-Star game pretty much last all weekend. Because <laughs> yeah. they, they get what for it. They play till Thursday. They get four days of rest anyway afterwards. And the last game was what Thursday. Got anything else? That should be it. 
Um, again, scouting combine this weekend. Um, draft is a month, little over a month away. Mm-hmm. Move right along. Um, March first is the start of the new year. I believe. Can you be free agent? March first. You start signing free agents and stuff? I don't know. We don't have our experts uh, rolling and tape right here, right? It's with us, so we just want to let them have that one. <laughs> so, free agency and draft and all that stuff will be here before you know it. Um, follow us on Facebook group, hashtag Sideline Talk. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at the Sideline Talk. Be blessed, be productive, be more. We love you. We out. You know a spot, but not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque.